Hey, this is Peter Hopwoods, and I'm a speaker and storytelling coach. So if you're wanting to learn really how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. So perhaps the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. Hey, listeners, welcome to today's episode. Great to have you with us here again today. And I've got a wonderful guest with me. His name is Peter Hopwood. He is the British Global Speaker Coach, Virtual Speaking Specialist, and TEDx Coach, Storytelling for Sales Trainer, and Worldwide Corporate Events MC and Speaker. He's lived in seven countries, worked in 42, currently based in Split, Croatia, working working worldwide on Zoom. Wow. On that Zoom, like we've got that Zoom tool to help us you all. You bet, you bet. Um, yeah. Hey, Peter, welcome to today's show. Great to have you with well, us. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm so glad to, I really am glad that we've made this happen. You way over the other side of, of my circle and and clearly I'm out of your bubble on the on the other side of the world and by the magic of Zoom, we, we managed to do this. So I'm intrigued to, to see how this kind of unfolds tonight for me in the morning for you. And you are in Croatia right now. That's right? right, yeah. So I'm in Splits on the south coast of Croatia. I'm. You might hear my, well, you might hear my accent. You hear my accent. It's not Croatian. I am British. I'm from London, but um, but lived in in Croatia for for about twenty, just over twenty years now. So uh, this is now my home. But but I am actually a Brit. And what what made you go to Croatia? It's a long story, but I, to squeeze it all together, I I, I kind of I was um, at art college, art art school. And then I, I once I graduated, I just wanted to, to to travel. So I then went to again a long story cut short. Went to six countries. In those countries, it was France. I lived in Paris. I lived in the south of France, Mallorca, Madeira on the uh, a Portuguese island in the middle of the middle of the middle of nowhere, literally Budapest. Uh, lots of other countries. Six countries, and then. I made my way to Croatia working for a, a British tour operator. That is where I met a, a young lady at the time. She was young. I'm not young anymore. She's not young anymore. I divorced that young lady, actually. Had two kids with that young lady while, while, I, was, while I was married, not divorced, obviously, and, um, <laughs> and made Croatia my home. So years went by, uh, and now this is, this is really where I've settled with my company, with my, my, my business. And uh, unfortunately, I, the, the work I do, I get to travel a lot. And uh, but always come back home here to the Croatian coast. And it's been an interesting time of the last two years, whereby travel hasn't really been around for some of us, um, and for some of us, we've still been able to travel limited yeah. as well. Do you miss it? Uh, I did miss it. I did miss it. Mm. Fortunately, over the last six months, things here on this side of the world, things are opening up quite well, especially in the Middle East. Um, mm. you, you know, I was in Dubai a week and a half ago and you wouldn't even think there was a pandemic it happened at all Amazing. right so 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 I did miss it definitely um but then you know you adapt and you have to try you try out other things you have to keep those of us who have businesses those of us who who have to take care of ourselves our families but also people that work for us as well we you know we have to think of those and, and look for ways to to adjust to adapt and, and survive so that's kind of what I did looking at really how I can coach people to do this as when I say this I mean speaking on zoom speaking through mm -hmm. virtual exchanges really helping people to get comfortable at this 
creating the connection, creating this chemistry, using all those techniques that we use in person in terms of public speaking and getting our messages messages across. But here, skills the skill set slightly different. So helping people to kind of retrain and and do that really well because as we know. It, it, it certainly wasn't at the beginning. And for many, it's still tough now really to get that connection, that credibility, that trust through through that camera screen um, and, and try to try to make build up relationships that are not in person, but virtually. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because uh, I, I find this whole area fascinating and I've been really looking forward to this interview uh, in the relation to, in relation to what in relation to the speaking side of things. But you know, when I work with a lot of executives and leaders, we're talking about how do they connect with the audience? How do they communicate in a way that's really going to get the message across that most people are going to go, ah, I get it. And I think for sometimes a lot of people, uh, Peter, they just get up there and they talk, they communicate, they're a talking head up front. And it's, it's, I'm just really excited about having you here. Um, we're going to go through some questions about leadership and about what leaders are doing and so forth. Now, how did you get into this? How did you get into leadership? How did you get get into working with leaders? So I, as a, as a speaker coach, a lot of my work at the beginning was actually just sim- simple soft skills communications, right? So I opened my company here in Croatia. Uh, a lot of the companies were local. Um, and then it kind of moved more towards the, the speaking side. How do you, you know, the things you say, how you say them, and, and the impact that you have when you when you share those messages, right? And the perception, people's perception of you, the perception of yourself when you're sharing your messages. So all these things come into come into play. And really, a lot of it is actually the the, the kind of it's not a mind game, but it's it's to do with how you feel about certain things. That's going to help you kind of share and leak out those messages in a better way. So that so during those soft skill, the soft skill year, soft skill years, I call them, that gave me a lot of chance, a lot of opportunity to work with leaders, work with management teams, sales teams, uh, and then moving on to CEOs. And so the idea of of a CEO coming to me for help when they needed to speak at a conference or they're on a panel discussion, or simply they just feel they need to kind of polish up the way they're sharing their messages in in a more in a more stronger way. That kind of came became a reality because you know the, the leaders that I've worked with, and I'm sure you, it's, it's the same for you as well. For many people that are listening, in terms of the competencies of a leader, most have them right. Most have the comp- those competencies, right? Because that's how they got to where they are, right? It, unless they were they got there another way, but we won't talk about that. But the thing is, in terms of communicating, this is a skill. Whether you're a leader, whether you're middle management, whether you just started your first day on your job, or whether you're a teenager who's just coming out of school, right? Communicating is such an important skill that that is all about connection. Right. It's all about connection. So if we think of, let's say, a leader, a leader or or leadership and we think of words connected with leadership communication. Right. We probably think of think of um, being bold, strong, courage, um, setting the tone, you know, a follower. People have to follow you. Right. But when it comes to when it comes to this, when it certainly comes to this environment where we have to in front of a screen in front of a camera it's all about connection connection is the number one thing so it's all about kind of switching helping helping leaders to to okay those words are applicable but really here the number one and the first thing you need to do is really think okay how can i connect how can i connect better and so you know it, it's all of those things empathy being transparent and clear giving people space to think letting people feel comfortable because at the end of the day it's all about if you're if you're good at this you're somebody who makes people feel comfortable looking at you and listening to you and being with you right so 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 that is really sort of that's how I kind of got into it and this is really where we are now helping leaders to do exactly that really make people feel I think yeah making people feel comfortable and and ready and receptive for kind of a, a connection. And once you've got that, then it's so much easier to to lead even better, isn't it? It's so much easier for people to listen to you more. And it's so much easier to, to kind of share messages, even if those messages are not exactly what people want to hear, right? If they're negative, the ne- negative side, you, 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 you can, if you can connect better, 
from from the from the beginning you're you're setting yourself up for more for more success as a leader yeah now peter i was talking to the chairman of a board yesterday in relation to what you've just been saying uh wasn't talking to him about what you're saying of course but i mean uh, he brought up a topic yesterday that he was on a on a zoom call in a meeting and then once he finished it his wife happened to be walking past the room that he was in in the house and she said to him why were you getting so angry and he was like what she said, your voice was really loud at times and you were like, you're really frustrated. What was going on? And he didn't realize that he was doing that. And he knew he was frustrated, but didn't realize the tone of his voice or the, the, mm-hmm. the volume of his voice was going up. When we're on Zoom meetings and things like that, being on stage live, sometimes we need to be animated depending on the stage. And, and I don't mean to be out there being like a crazy person, but bigger sort of things because we look smaller on the stage. On a Zoom call and things like that, do we need to be on animated? How, how, what should we do there? Okay, so here's the thing. So again, so if it's in person and we're on a stage, we're on a, lots of people looking at us. They're not maybe right in front of us. They're sort of f- further away. So, so this thing about using your energy and using your space equals confidence right so the more space we take up usually if we're more people that are more confident in many ways are using more space more space with their body more space with their gestures even more space between the fingers to show that they're actually more confident it's a strange thing but people who are confident you never usually see politicians walking along with fingers that are, i'm showing you right now for the you can see this people that listen to this can't see this at all but simply i've got my hands out and my fingers are like next to each other closed without a space between those fingers usually when when politicians are we can see it on the telly all the time tv all the time you can see that there's spaces between the the, the fingers almost as if they're always grabbing something right and and that is something as, as i say space shows us that we're confident and that we're kind of in control of the situation right here here on this on this crazy world we call zoom right we don't have naturally as many cues or as much data to go by to to absorb what's happening right so if you think of it like this we have to amplify all our signals to make sure whoever's listening and and looking at us they are very clear about what's happening right so if I don't, if I, right, right now, okay, listeners can't see this, but Dennis, you can, right? So you can see me and I'm standing up, right? There's no, it's not, it's not um, by accident I'm standing up. I stand up all the time for, for these kind of exchanges because it ha- makes me feel stronger. It makes me feel more confident. And it, and it also, the breath coming in gives a better quality of my voice, right? So that's the first thing, right? Also, you can see my gestures, right? So I'm making sure that you see my hands, right? So again, those people who can't, people can't see this, so I'll just explain what, what's happening. Literally, I'm standing out and just below my chin, between my chin and the bottom frame, which is like the top half of my chest up to my chin, this area here, this is where I'm, I'm, showing what my hands are doing now i'm just making sure that dennis can see my hands some of those gestures are kind of like illustrative gestures where i'm kind of illustrating something some of those are kind of like baton gestures like i'm I'm saying something more and i'm putting it down some of them are kind of just rhythmic gestures right but you see my fingers you see my hands or an indication of what they're doing this this for you gives you this impression that you're slightly closer to me or you slightly are more intrigued and curious as to what I'm saying also certain things that I say with obviously the tone that I'm saying them in and the intonation together with a gesture you're more likely to remember that or remember that phrase or that moment when it's coupled with a gesture Mm -hmm. right so essentially okay a lot of gestures a lot of gesture talk there but essentially it's about being animated and making sure that 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 what you the the um what you share intrigues the brain of the person looking at you right mm-hmm. so i have to so if i don't move at all if i was to put my hands right down and even the voice if i was to just keep a, a normal straight straight talking voice I'm not making it any different i'm just kind of just the same kind of tone all the time i'm not really showing that i'm curious i'm not really showing that i'm intrigued i'm not even sharing with you that you don't even feel that i'm kind of interested at all in this conversation right so 
So again, and if I don't show you anything, it's it's really it becomes more difficult for you to kind of evaluate what's happening. Mm. So I need to, where I can, as much as possible, let you know what how I'm feeling, let you know what's happening, and in your brain, keep it keep you stimulated, right? And I can do that in many small ways, as I say, through the voice, through my movements. I can chat, I can actually get closer if I want to sometimes to the camera. I can maybe go back. I can raise my, my hands slightly higher. I can change the voice. As I say, the voice is the most influential thing that, that, that will sway our opinion, right? It will always, it will, it's the most influential thing we have, all of us, that we can work on that can actually sway an opinion, hopefully towards an outcome that you want, right? So I can change it in a way that's, softer i can change it in a way that's more exciting i can i can raise it up slightly i can put a bit more speed in there as well or i can just simply slow down and when i start to slow down what happens is it becomes even more appealing and also it becomes deeper and when a voice comes deeper unfortunately or fortunately in the world we live in in business a deeper voice is 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 slightly always more appealing than a than a higher voice. So essentially, it's about the signals that you share, making sure that things are moving, always something, something moving, there's something changing, there's something that's going to stimulate the brain, because anything that's predictable, here's the thing as well, anything predictable, usually our brain says, oh, I know that, I don't, I don't need to listen to this, because I know it, right? <laughs> so if I was, to, again, same tone all the time, all the same thing, just staying here like this, and I have this kind of monotonous tone, after a while, your brain's going to say to yourself, well, you know, I, I know that, I know what's coming, I don't need to kind of listen to this, I'm not intrigued anymore, like a movie, right, you know, a predictable movie that you know, you just know the ending, right, you know what's going to happen, it's just like, you're not intrigued as, as much as if you didn't know, you really didn't know what was going to happen, so anything predictable is not good. The only thing, the only thing actually, and I've thought about this before, the only thing I think in terms of experiences that we listen to or watch, watch and listen, that we that we accept as as predictable, that we want something which is predictable, I think is music, right? Because mm. when we listen to music, if we can listen, we can listen to the same song. For, for months and months, right? And we can enjoy it for months and months, right? It's not the same for a movie. It's not the same for a speech. It's not the same for um, a TV program, right? So so being unpredictable and not making it, making things clear, but making sure that things are moving and changing somehow, small little changes with your gestures, voice, the way you look, the way you move, the way you the way you come across the tone, your, your tone could be, you could have an exciting tone in a meeting, let's say at the beginning, you can have like a, a, a kind of um, a relaxed tone through that meeting and maybe at the end, a kind of curious tone, right? So just mixing it up can always, will always be a good thing for, for people that are listening to us and and uh, and looking at us. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, listeners, I hope you're taking lots of notes here because there are some real nuggets, some real great wisdom that peter is sharing here with us there's actually just so actually dennis so when you started so right now our com this is a conversation right yeah at the beginning at the beginning the tone you shared right when you introduced the first thing people heard your voice there was a, a level of excitement right you've done this many times right and but it, that's this is exactly what i'm talking about really it's like an exciting tone it gave us this impression there's something good Mm. something hopefully this is good i, ho I hope um, but it, it gave us it gave everybody the impression that something this you're excited and there's something good about to happen there's yeah. something good coming mm. right and it shows us that you were excited as well right because if the, if the host isn't excited <laughs> or the host host hasn't got much uh anticipation of what's going to happen how can he or she expect listeners yeah. to do the same so but but again you changed it you know you we had a you're you're actively listening to me and that's a really, really good skill as well, listening. So you've listened, you have your, you know, you, you, we, we, we agreed and you do this all the time with many times with, with, um, with your guests, you know, you send them over a list of questions. These are the kind of more or less the questions will, will, that will unfold and, and we'll see how things go. But, you know, you're, you're listening to my answers, which are 
dictating your next question, whether that be the same question that you've got written down, maybe, maybe it will fit, or maybe it won't, right? Mm. But you're listening and your this spontaneity is so important by listening. And when I say spontaneity, I mean, it's like, because you're listening, you're ready to change, you're ready to adapt, you're ready to really listen to, to, to me, you're listening to my answers, which are dictating for you the next question. Again, mm. again, it's it, this idea of, of a think about um okay an award ceremony where somebody let's say oscars right well maybe not oscars but <laughs> an awards an award ceremony right and someone's about to get an award everybody they, they say the name everybody claps but they're not there and that's okay they're not there because they couldn't be there but they you know they're somewhere else other part of the world maybe recorded message a recorded message with with the trope with the with the award right thanks so much i'm so glad clap 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 right the feeling when you see that person with the award okay it's good but it it just there's something missing right because it, because you know they they've recorded that they know it you know it's not live anything that is recorded versus live takes away this spontaneity if it was live and you know you see them and they you know what they say is like real it's there and then it's okay maybe they you know they practice their speech or whatever it is but you know they're they're, they're sharing it with emotion that's sh that's shared there and then so spontaneity versus recorded spontaneity will always get more more appeal so spontaneity in this case is you listening mm. to my answers recorded in this situation would be you regardless of what i'm saying this is what we're sticking to we're sticking to these questions and that's it right i'm running the show my name's dennis and i'm running the show right so but you are clearly not doing that and that's a, a really good leadership skill in terms of what we're doing here listening and and letting the spontaneity come through and that's always mm. a good thing. What do you think? What do you think on that? Um, yeah, I want to get on with the questions. No, um, what, what I'm thinking about here, Peter, <laughs> is, that, um, is that when I'm listening, I'm listening to things that I can ask questions about or what are they actually saying here? Because I'm also thinking about the listener. What is this listener's probably thinking about? Oh, I, want to, might, I might want to know more about that. And so I will actually dive a little bit deeper around a certain topic or a certain area that you may have just shared to allow the listener and myself to understand more, but also for you to give more. That's a really good skill. Really, so it's like really, you know, on the side of the listener, really sort of in his or her shoes, what he wants, what she wants, making sense mm. of what's happening as well. For you to kind of like condense everything and say, oh, it's kind of like this, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah, really, really. I like the way you're doing this, and uh, clearly you've done it many times. And you'll be how many have you done so far? How many? Well, we're getting very close to three hundred. Three hundred. That's when did you start? Uh, Twenty one months ago. So yeah. My God, that is that is, and clearly, clearly, we can feel. I can see it. People can't see this, but I can see it. But people can hear it. They can hear in your voice that this is um, this is a passion of yours, and you you you're really good at it. Yeah, and you know when you were talking about getting the voice across and the tones and things like that, when I was going through the, the area of the time with the tumour, if you think about Tony Robbins and his raspy um, or hoarse voice, it was worse than that. And it was like, wow. Mm. But my gestures on stage had to be bigger, had to help animate things and, and do that as well, which was really interesting. When I had it removed or before having it removed, the tumour, they put me into speech uh, therapy and with, with speech coaches and helping me learn to breathe again, speak again, get the message out again. And it was really amazing to go through that whole process, but also learning how to breathe again. And I didn't realize that I was actually in a fight-flight mode all that time. And so I was breathing from here up, and um, it's really amazing. Peter, I've got to ask you a question, which is, you know how you're talking about the hands, and we're talking about the hands and using those is it because you've been living in the Mediterranean area a lot? That's why you're using your hands a lot. I'm, I'm only joking here, but you know, even also coming from a Greek background, I yeah, tend but... <laughs> to use my hands a lot because I'm energetic that way. Interesting question. Um, my mother, so my father was was British, a, a typical Brit. He uh, blonde hair, so the people can't see me. But if you look at if you look at any, if you ch ch check me out on, on LinkedIn, you can. Well, see they'll see your what, photo. I'm sure. Yeah, you see, see the, probably you can see this now as you're listening to this. You'll see that maybe I don't look like a typical Brit at all. My father was blonde hair, 
blue eyes, um, pale skin, um, skinny man who liked everything British, right? So, and, and happy with the rank, right? That's that. My mother, however, was Maltese. She was born in Malta, all on my mother's side. So short, Mediterranean, dark-skinned, fiery, high, high blood pressure all the time, high temperament. Um, and that combination, actually, at home when I was a kid, I thought about, I thought about this uh, the other week, in fact. My father also, he was very, very hard of hearing very hard of hearing so in our family the the communication between my mother and my father a lot of it was very visual right so my my mother really had to with her gestures sometimes quite often sharing messages to my father because he couldn't he couldn't hear she had to make it really clear she did it two ways one of those ways was through her gestures also the other way was with her lips. So my father became a really good lip reader, really, really good lip reader, which wasn't great for us kids, for, other, for the other, you know, three kids in the family. You know, when we got, when we were in trouble, we walk off and we start say something behind up, say something, you know, under, under our breath. He, he could, he didn't hear it, but he could see our lips. We got, you know, we'd get into trouble. But the thing was through the gestures and through her um, using, making sure he saw her lips, say those words very very clearly right this is this is how kind of like things went in our family and so i kind of I, i'm sure i picked up on that and so i you know very simple clear communication in our family i'm sure has helped me through my career in sharing the same things to other people right especially when it's you know we know this you know sometimes we 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 go over the top we share too much we we choose our words that maybe we tr because we're trying to impress or because we think these are better words and better phrases when in fact sometimes actually often certainly here in this environment it's about being really clear and it's about being concise and it's about being doing things getting to the point quicker right because time here time here in this environment is so much more valuable than time in the real world. Strange to say, but it's true because our attention's here. You know, if, if people don't, if we're, people are listening to this, maybe, you know, you, you, you don't see any more value. It's easy for you to just to pause or just stop and go somewhere else. YouTube, watching a video, whatever it is, pause, go somewhere else. Netflix, we can just go somewhere else, right? So, so time, making sure that we're concise and clear here is really important. So, you know, I think it, it, it certainly in my family, this is how what what how I kind of grew up. I grew up with that kind of in, in that environment, living in six countries before getting coming to Croatia in Medi in the, in um, in uh, in Europe. A lot of those were actually Mediterranean islands and on on the Mediterranean, so very, very, always close to the sea. So yeah, I suppose yeah, I think I've always managed to sort of share my messages using sort of visual. The visual side has been really important for me, right? Especially in countries where I, I wasn't able to understand the language, or they weren't, under, you know, able to understand me. Living in, in Hungary, for example, really difficult in terms of I was there for a year. Difficult to to share messages, uh, even in English, because a lot of people then, you know, the, the, not everybody spoke English or understood English. So it's 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 what we share, how we share our messages verbally, but also non-verbally, people can pick up on straight away. Our tone, our intention. Again, a really important thing, our intention. When, we've, when we know our intention, it's so much more easier to share it, right? If we don't know our intention, it, it's, it's a lot more difficult. You're, you're the um, gentleman you were speaking to the other day, right? Maybe he didn't know that he didn't know the intention he had was maybe slightly different to what maybe come up, he, he came across, right? In terms of in terms of the the, the volume, in terms of the, the passion, right? So our intention can be really can really help when we know what it is, and then we can share it. So when we share that intention, whether it's you know curiosity, that's a really oh that's a really good thing as well. All these things are coming out curious. When we show curiosity, that can only be a good thing for people to want to open up and, and connect with you, right? So a, a CEO or or um, a leader of some kind, right? Showing curiosity to the people that work for him or for her can only be a good thing because they because because you feel like, oh, 
he or she's interested. They want to know how I feel, my opinion, right? So, so yeah, intention, curiosity, all these things are really important. But yeah, going back to your original question, yeah, I think, I think, I think, yes, the answer is yes. My, the, the, using my hands and my Maltese mother and my my father who's hard of hearing and living in six countries um, where sometimes it was really difficult to communicate verbally, gestures, intention. And sharing that can can uh, has, has actually been a, an advantage. For me. So what we're saying here, listeners, is not that you have to come from the Mediterranean to be a good speaker or, <laughs> or to get your message across. What we're saying is that we need to be aware of all our sensory things and, and, and all the tools that we have at hand to be able to use those in a way that's going to be relevant for the audience, relevant to get your message across. And Peter, the intention thing is really interesting. A friend of mine, he was in a car crash or a car behind behind him hit him or no, he hit the car in front of him. That's right, he hit the car in front of him. And, you know, two two big guys get out and, you know, they're walking towards each other and the intention could be to have a go at each other. But this guy just put his hand out and introduced himself to shake the guy's hand and introduce himself. And with a massive smile, just changed the whole dynamics amazingly, just like there and then on the spot. And I was like, wow. Just see the that's that's thinking about the intention. Just talking about, but there's this word that you have used a few times today in this interview, which I love, and that's that curiosity, that curious word. It is huge, and um, I just wish that a lot more leaders were more curious about things because if if they're curious about things and about people, people would feel, as you said, you know, when you're with that person, they feel like you're interested in them so much that nothing else matters right now. And that's what, and we have to be real and authentic about that, right? Because if you fake that, people are just going to see through it. Yeah, no, completely, completely. So yeah, curiosity comes in all, I was going to say it comes in all shapes and sizes, but it, it really doesn't. It, 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 but it, in, in terms of the formats, certainly, yes, you can use that curiosity in all different areas. Like in, let's say in, in sales, right? For example, a discovery call, you know, really sort of really thinking, okay, well, this is, this is an exploration, right? This we're going to explore something together. I want to. I'm curious to know what you, you know, what you guys are doing and, and the challenges you're facing to see if this is actually a fit. This isn't me saying, right, I'm, I'm great. I'm a great speaker coach. I can. I, I'm, I'm a perfect fit for you. I can help you, and I'm the best guy you can ever hire to help you speak on stage. Right? It's not that. It will be more of a like, okay, let to t- tell me. I'm, I'm curious to know. I'm really curious to know what the kind of challenges that you're facing right now, or, or how do you feel about how do you feel about your speaking? Do you think do you think you're good? Do you, do you think people listen to you? I really like to explore this because then because then that helps me figure out the things that maybe I can help you with. And then we can hopefully, hopefully it's a good match. I think it's a good match. It sounds like a good match, right? Compared to, like, if we compare that to the other people I've, I've helped in the past. But really, as I say, I'm, I'm curious to, to know, you know, your side, what, what you think. So as soon as we kind of, we throw this kind of curiosity, and that's for everybody, as I say, people who work for us, regardless of their title or, or, or you know, where, where they are in the company, um, when we show that curiosity, it makes us always feel like, okay, well, okay, they're, they're interested in us. Mm, mm, they they, mm. they want to know. They want to know something that we have that we can share, right? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So often, for example, when someone reaches out over LinkedIn, I reach out to a lot of people over LinkedIn. A lot of people reach out to me. They reach out to me. First thing I'll say, I'll you know say a, a quick hello and just a quick hello. I'm, I listen. I'm really curious to know what is it that triggered um you to to reach out to me right so 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 i and that can really help me figure out the next step if there's a next step sometimes it's oh no i just want i just want you someone like you in my network and happy to connect to connect okay that's cool yeah great good to connect or it might be oh i'm you know i'm you i heard you on a podcast i heard you on dennis's podcast and i was thinking (laughs) thinking you know perhaps we can collaborate and and then it helps me figure out again where we're going next so so this this word curiosity yeah it's a it's a really really big thing that regardless of being a leader or not I think we can all use more and we can all you know if we start in a in a kind of uh, in our minds trying to use that word or think of that word together with connection right? Curiosity, connection, and intention, mm. right? Think about those words. We're already in a, in a state of mind that can actually lead us to somewhere 
which could have a better outcome, right? And 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 again, making people feel comfortable uh, and connecting. So a lot of this, the work is done before we even like hit the button and, and look at the camera, right? Yeah, yeah, you'd agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's probably one thing whereby people try to wing it or they get up front to do a presentation in front of the audience, uh, you know, whether it be one-on-one or whether it be a group, and then they wonder why it's not going that great or wondering why they get the same sort of results. And it does come down to the preparation beforehand. And um, don't wing it. Go make sure you are, know your lines is one thing. I always say, Peter, that with some with structure comes flexibility, the ability to be able to move. And, and you talked about it, right, earlier on, about seven questions, but we are able to move around, which is really interesting. I've got a question. I've got a couple more questions, and then we can bring it to an yeah. end. But there's this burning question I have in me, which is around storytelling. Why the, the importance of storytelling? Should should leaders be talking about stories? Should they be using storytelling to help get their messages across? And why? Um, the answer to that is yes, definitely. Right. Definitely. So, so storytelling, again, when we think of storytelling for a lot of us, we think of this kind of like epic, epic adventures, um, you know, rags to riches, a story, you know, start of a story, a hero, you know, a, a, a hero's journey, and then, you know, at the end of the day, it's all like, wow, and try to sort of put that to, to, to the side and think of storytelling as, as simply moments of emotion plus a lesson. So moments of emotion plus a lesson, right? Because <laughs> stories, that's all what stories are. It, it's, it's moments of emo- emotions that we've all felt and can all relate to. Right. So we think about gossip. Right. So two people, my ex-wife and your are you are you married? You're married. OK, you're imagine you're well, I have to imagine that. But two two women coming. It doesn't have to be two women. Anybody. Friends coming together for a coffee, telling each other a story, stuff that has happened over the last week or so. Some juicy stuff, some not so juicy stuff, bits and pieces. That's all storytelling. Right. Because it's the intrigue that we have as humans to to to, to know to, to listen to emotions, moments of emotion and what they mean, right? So it's happening all the time. Storytelling happens in, you know, celebrity magazines that somebody has just um, maybe a celebrity that is now divorcing or a celebrity is now pregnant. Who cares, right? But the people do care because it's emotion. All these emotions, like all emotions that all adults feel, we can relate to. Right. We can all relate to, 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 to those emotions because most of us, nearly all of us ha, have, have, have gone through emotions. Right. So fear, rejection, excitement, joy, sadness, all, all the others as well. Right. Yeah. So when we when we talk about those things, we can straight away imagine what it feels like to be there or feels like to to experience that. Right. And then at the end of it, a less a lesson, some kind of a lesson, some kind of like, okay, well, what does this mean, right? So that essentially is what what storytelling is. And so if we can use that more, people can listen to us more as well. So it's, again, I said earlier on, unpredictability is good. A story usually is unpredictable. You don't know where it's going. So I can tell you, okay, let me, let me explain to you a little bit about what happened yesterday, right? So I, I started the day... Uh, uh, like this I went downstairs again I can continue with that but you don't know where that's going no you don't know and and you think it's the truth we we kind of automatically we we don't know okay loads of fake news and loads of loads of manipulation naturally that's happening in the world in the media we know that right but generally when we when we start telling a story of, of what's happened to us or somebody else or or the future, something in the future, a vision story, let's say, we, we kind of believe it, yeah? And that's a good thing. We believe it, right? So, again, in terms of sharing messages, in terms of, let's say, sales as well, when we're talking about um, how good something is or how great something is, as soon as you start to feel that this is scripted, that this is you know, I've said it a million times before, you know what's coming again, it's it's predictable, I'm, you're just one in a million, you're just, well, not one in a million, you're actually one, a person that I've spoken to you to about this, that is just like all the others, you're not different than anybody else, you're going to feel, actually, this, this feels salesy, and I don't want to, I don't want to continue this conversation, right, mm. but if I, let's say I started to, to share a little bit about what happened to, to, um, to a client, a client of mine, just like similar to, to you, right? 
and I start explaining and I, and I start explaining about that success story, how they came to us, how we met, what they were looking for, the challenges they had, and then how I sort of stepped in and, and helped them with this, this and this. And they're, and they're kind of not the moral of the story, but at the end of the day, they're now, you know, happy, more confident and sharing their messages and getting more business. Right. So so you don't feel not threatened, but you certainly don't feel like, OK, this is salesy. So at, at stories, you can throw them in literally pretty much anywhere along that along that scale to get people's attention. Right. So stories are, are really helpful with that. Again, you can tell a story about something that's happened to a friend. Let's say you tell it to me. There's a moral or there's a lesson. If it's a really good one tomorrow, I can, you know, a friend of mine, I can say, listen, I was on this podcast last night and and uh, a guy called Dennis and um, he told me about this story, about this guy and blah, 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 blah. I won't say exactly the same words as you with the, exactly the same tone uh, and exactly the same phrases. But the moral, the lesson, I'll share that. Right. Mm-hmm. The same thing. So stories mm-hmm. are really viral. Right. They're really easy to kind of pass on. Right. So as a, as a leader, as a leader with stories, with experiences, as a company with people in that company who have many different experiences, many different clients, let's say many different success stories. It's always a good idea to kind of come together now and again and, and, and almost share those stories internally so that you've got all these small little and again, again, they don't have to be big things or big mm. adventures. They can just simply be, you know, things that you they've seen or experienced or heard or or something happened to them that made them think about this, which is relevant, which is a message which we can all take. Right. A client that's been that was, you know, had a few challenges at the beginning. But but at the end of the day, you you worked with them closely to get through those challenges and those issues. And at the end of the day, you they're they're happy, happy clients. Right. And mm. you're still with them. Mm. Right. So 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 st- stories. Uh, again, moments of emotion with a, with a lesson that can that can help us all. People who work for us, potential clients, clients who have already worked with us, right? And it can it can do many things. It could build the brand, it could build their credibility with you, and and it also really helps connection. So so again, I I, I can start with a with a story. Not a, I can't. I don't have to say this is a story because no. again, if I say let me tell you a story again. Your brain actually goes the other way and starts to think of when you were a kid, maybe when you, you know, when we were a kid, let me tell you a story. When it's a, let me tell you a story. You think of a storybook and you think of a fable and you think of, well, okay, this is kind of like La La Land. This isn't actually real, right? So get, always get away from saying, let me tell you a story or here's a story about, right? Just go straight into it. So I can tell you, I can start telling you a story about something that's happened to me or, or my background or whatever it is. When I do that, you as a listener, again, if we if we if we don't know each other, you're more inclined to then open up and share your story, right? So what what am I saying here? The more we kind of share stories, we kind of share stories to get stories. And when we do that, and when that exchange starts to happen more frequently, what happens? Connection happens stronger. There's a stronger mm. connection, right? Yep. So 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 essentially stories can help in many many ways um to to strengthen that connection to strengthen strengthen the credibility of who you are your company and also the services and the value you're providing so so really yeah stories are 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 really essential and often we don't realize don't always realize that that um the the, the power of what they can do oh Awesome. Listeners, you could be actually listening to this podcast, whether this episode with uh, with myself, with Peter, or other episodes I've got, and you can utilize and say to people, hey, I heard this on an episode of the day on this podcast I was listening to, and you can use those kind of stories as well. Peter, that's so powerful about storytelling, and I love it. Moments of an emotion, moments of emotion and the lesson. It's the lesson as well that's really, really quite key um, to actually bring it home for people, for them to actually understand and make it relevant for them. Now, Peter, just a final question I want to ask you. The, the, the show here is called Leadership is Changing. When I say that title of the show or that statement, what does that mean for you? Yeah, leadership is changing. I mean, for me, because of the work I do and because I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of the time here looking through this screen, working with leaders, helping them connect more, they have, they, you know, it is changing. It's still changing. 
it changed dramatically. Naturally, you know, something came up 22 years ago. We all know what that is, right? So helping leaders really connect better here. And, and you know, again, it's the same thing. Offline, in the real, I say the real world, in person, right? Th- these skills that we have or had, these competencies, these communication competencies, right? All well and good. But when it comes to here, when it comes to this, that doesn't that doesn't mean you 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 know you can just transfer this exactly the same things to this environment because a lot of the time it doesn't work. One example is with with you know uh, sales leaders, right? So something that I've seen often and 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 it comes up all the time with 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 the sales teams that that I that I work with, right? So in person, sales teams, sales professionals, really good. They know what they're doing. They've done it for years. They 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 they're striving. They have their ups and downs, but they're pretty good, and they consider themselves great, good sales professionals, right? Because they've got the skills and they they've got the um they've got the know how. They know those little things, all the little kind of tricks and the little strategies and the techniques, and that's all well and good, and that's cool, right? But when it comes to here, so many, so many doing exactly the same thing, what they do in person, they do it here, and they're finding there's something missing. It's not working. It's not working as well, right? They're not getting as many. On those discovery calls, they're not getting as many kind of next conversations down the line or something that that, that, that trust, that credibility isn't as they don't get it as quick, perhaps, as they would do it as they would do um, in person. Mm. Right. And it's the other way as well. How other people, some people maybe in person were not great, at, not you know particularly great at, at, um, at, at selling in person. But when it comes to here, because maybe they're, they're focused, they're really aware of how they're showing up. They're really thinking about things like intention, connection, curiosity, right? They're they're, they're managing to connect better. So the connectors, we can say, if you're a good connector here, that opens up more possibilities to be stronger in in whatever competency you you have, right? So a stronger connector here. And we're seeing sort of new, almost like new sales styles, right? Mm. (laughs) New heroes in the sales industry because, because they're, they know what they they understand that here it's it's the, the, those other skills are really important that connection really showing you're curious really trying to listen listening to listening through the screen is not easy right but you can you can do it by showing you can do it by showing certain signals again people can't see this you can see this Dennis right so I, t- tell me tell me the kind of things that you've noticed that show you that I'm curious and I'm listen, really listening to you. What what have you noticed? Share with the listeners. You're almost like leaning into the screen is one thing. The other thing I'm noticing is that your your eyes, but also the way that you're looking at me, it's like you're in, with intent to to know what's going on and listening to me. But then the other one is you will clarify what I've actually said as well, and yeah. um and and the nodding of course as well, which is really helping. And I think all of that is a combination brings it together nicely for me that I know that you're with me as I'm saying. You got it. That's it. I want you, I want you to be 100% clear of my, of what I'm feeling or, or, or what I want you to feel. Right. So I can, I can, I can do many things again with these nonverbals, my, my nodding, I can do that. I can, I can do this. So you can see, so you see this right now, Dennis. So I've got my, I've got my finger on my chin and I'm and I'm kind of thinking, so it's sort of showing you that I'm kind of like considering yep. something. Even like folding my arms like this is a, is an indication that I, I I'm kind of thinking about this. Yeah, I'm sort of I'm curious about this. I'm curious to know what you think, right? But I'm slightly my head is slightly to the side, which again gives us the impression that I'm 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 listening more to you um, because my because my ear I, I, over to the side is just one of those indications that. That gives you gives you the impression that I'm I'm listening more to what you have to say. So yeah, all Absolutely. of these things are really really important. So people that are kind of showing these or are aware of these at least first thing is being aware of them, and then you work on them. And we because we good thing about Zoom is well Zoom any kind of virtual exchange because we're doing them all the time. It's one th- it's a, it's something that we do constantly every day. So why not say to ourselves, well, I'm going to get really good at this. I can practice this every day, 
Yeah, I can practice yeah. this every day. So small things you do, and you get good at them, and you and you can see you you can see and hear and feel if they're working. You can see and feel from the other person whether whether these things are actually working or not. So the more you do them, the more you get good at them. So again, it's it's all about you know helping helping these leaders, sales leaders, marketing, whatever department they they're in, or or even the CEOs to really be aware and 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 connect more with and, and feel comfortable and making others feel comfortable as well awesome what an awesome conversation peter thank you so much for joining us on today's show if our listeners are wanting to get a hold of you where should they go easiest thing easiest ways go straight to linkedin go to linkedin um there's um uh peter hopwood public speaking or peter hopwood storytelling pop it in there i'll come up and um, yeah, see, you can see all the stuff, all the things I've been doing in the past, a little bit about my background and uh, lots of other, there'll be this podcast here as well, naturally. Um, and, you know, you, you see what I'm doing. You've heard this conversation here. You're intrigued. Maybe you'd like to know more. I'd like to, maybe you feel that maybe your company or you need a little bit of a, of a, of a polish or some, a few tips and ideas on how to really really communicate and really get good at this virtual this virtual game that we're still in it's not going away you'll agree with me um reach out let's have a quick call and uh, perhaps so we can work out where we can collaborate awesome peter once again thank you so much for joining me on today's show thank you so much and i really hope we can do this again sometime it's been fun likewise so there you go listeners uh be curious connect with people and have the right intention hey listeners what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, and your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, then send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.